0: Going on, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Live Life Progressive Podcast. Mike Mahler, sincere Hogan. We got a good friend of ours back on the show this time around, and um, got some good information. Kind of left everybody with a teaser on. Um, I believe it was episode number. Let me remember. I think yeah, episode fifty-two. Episode fifty two, and kind of left us with a cliffhanger on that episode of right. a big project that he had coming up. I mean, that's a pretty big cliffhanger because I think that show was back in February. <laughs> he pulled one of those twenty four cliffhangers on us, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like I got some great stuff coming up, but I can't talk about it for six months. <laughs> 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 Problem is with the internet age, people are going, eh? Who cares? You ever <laughs> notice when you get those, you get those sales, the sales copy, right? You read the whole thing, and then it goes. Give me your email address and I'll send no, you, I'll send you more. the rest. I,
0: like, I got to
1: give you my email address just to get the pitch. <laughs> but, nah, I look for it on YouTube. <laughs> it's like, like, I got great, some great information coming out on Wednesday. So just give me your email address to make sure you get it. It's like, just tell me what it is. <laughs> no, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> no, but what's cool is I, I always like hearing stories about people that have left good positions, you know, good jobs. They were comfortable, but it, something was just missing there. So they had the courage to just pursue something greater, pursue their passion. Because I think a lot of people can relate to that because a lot of people are in positions where they don't necessarily hate it. They don't love it either, though. But because they don't hate it,
0: They don't really have strong reasons to leave. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, it is what it is. You know, that phrase, (laughs) that's a very dangerous phrase right there. Like, hey, man, how's everything? It is what it is. Like, whoa. I hate that phrase. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that's one of those phrases. I hate when people say that. Like, (laughs) yeah, you know,
1: this job's not the most exciting thing, but it is what it is. It's a job, though. I'm like,
0: yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: it, it is what you make it. And then really? people say that about the relationships, too. That's always depressing. Hey, it's man. like, yeah, you know, she's not the best for, for me, but,
0: yeah, it is what it is. Hey, you know, you know at least I don't sleep out.
1: alone every night. I'm like, you might as well be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's no excitement in that, man. Come on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But real quick, before we get to our guest folks, make sure to support the show by using coupon code LLA to get 10% off any of my nutrition supplements, my best-selling testosterone booster, my recovery oil, make sure you get great sleep at night, my Restorazime to manage inflammation, really improve those workout recoveries so you get better results. And then you can get 10% off any of my t-shirts, my videos, ebooks, the whole shebang. So use that coupon code LLA to get 10% off.
0: Any of the Mahler's Aggressive Strength line. And how about with your stuff, man? Yeah, same thing. Hop over to newwarriortraining.com. Use that same coupon code LLA. Get 10% off of my Bodyweight Training DVD. The You can also get it off of any pretty much any products that I have over there, man. From my Weight Management 101 course all the way to, hey man, the, the Wellness Codebook. You can get the digital copy of that, 10% off of that. As well as 10% off of My Chiria Doors, which is the stand for coffee. Like the best tasting coffee. Imported straight from Costa Rica. The Tico's hand make this thing, man. I mean, it's beautiful. Great wood. I mean, oh, it's great wood. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like great wood. That ties into my testosterone exactly. booster. One so so great wood. This, you know? this is a great combination. So then you can hop over to Mike's site and get a testosterone booster, okay? But no, man, these things are fine crafted, man. They're made by hand. It's not some machine crap. It's not cheap products that you get from some little... Asian country, man, for like two cents or whatever. These guys put a lot of work into this for me. And I mean, to the point where before I even posted it on the website, you know, I was already getting requests for it. So I had to get another run produced and get them going because, again, they're doing this by hand. So these guys have to get a head start in order to meet this. So it's a good thing. So this is a drip coffee stand and probably one of this is my favorite pour over method for coffee. Great flavor. Everything is rich right there, man, and it's just the process by which that is done that really adds to it. So make sure you check that out over at newwarriotraining.com. Use that coupon code LLA, and you'll get 10% off of that as well.
1: Oh, cool. All right. Our guest today, we have John Lipsy, Joe Warner, and they used to work for Men's Fitness UK, and then they decided to venture off and start their own project, and we're going to get into that today and, and why you want to check this out. How you guys doing? We're good, Mike. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, good to talk to you. Yeah, it's great to have you guys. Same here, man. Back on the show, it's good to talk to you guys again. I worked with both of them last year, actually, September when we we're actually, guys, you actually filmed a bunch of stuff for me to make sure this new project works out well.
2: We did, that's right. And like you said, I came on uh, your podcast a few months ago, and I left, and I said like I've got something else that I really <laughs> want to talk about, but I can't quite talk about it yet. So as promised. We're back, and now we can we can we can tell you everything, basically.
1: We we had quite a few emails from listeners saying that they don't really care. <laughs> don't care what you,
0: <laughs> then we have the sour face the listeners like, this, no, no this one was better be good. <laughs> on, this better be good, <laughs> man. <laughs> so you better deliver, so, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so what are you guys been up to? What's uh, what what's what has finally come to with everything you've been working on?
2: Well, the big news is that we very recently launched a new fitness mag. It's a new serious fitness magazine, and it's called Iron Life. And it's digital only, so that means you can get it on any tablet and mobile device. And it's for people who actually want to train properly, It's for, for serious gym goers. And uh, that's, that's why we got
1: you involved, Mike. Yeah. And this is something that people can access worldwide. So, you know, you're no longer just targeting the UK audience or the European audience. Now it's a worldwide thing.
2: Yeah, I think you might struggle to get it in North Korea, but apart from that, <laughs> everywhere else. Um, so, yeah, you can get it in the States, you can get it in Europe, everywhere.
1: Yeah, my T-Booster actually sells really well in North Korea. It's one of the top international places for <laughs> <sports, you know? laughs> <laughs> Kim Jong is a fan. <laughs> <Kim Jong-un. laughs> so, so what made you guys leave Men's Fitness UK and venture into this? Uh,
2: well... We both left uh, Men's Fitness roughly around the same time as about just over a year ago. But actually, that, that didn't have anything to do with uh, with what we're doing now. We kind of both left for, for different reasons. Uh, but we stayed in touch. And then a few months down the line, uh, we just kind of started talking about um, what we thought wasn't quite right about fitness magazines. And then those conversations developed. And after a while, we just went, well, look, rather than just talking about it, let's do it. If we think uh, we can do a better job than everyone else is doing at the moment, let's um, let's go for it. And so
1: that's right. why we decided to actually go ahead and make something. What, what do you right. think is wrong with most fitness magazines? How long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> we got all day, man. Let's go. <laughs> we can make this an eight series, yeah. eight hour
0: series. <laughs> to make up for and, the eight months uh, we I, waited for this. You know? Because, because you know, honestly,
1: yeah. I thought I thought you guys did a much better job with Men's Fitness UK than the counterpart in the US. Because a right. couple, I think I yeah. think we even mentioned on the last show. One time I was at a, a spa in Las Vegas and I was just flipping through what I thought was Men's Fitness America, and I was like, wow, this this magazine's gotten a lot better. Some good information in here. And then <laughs> then it just dawned on me. It's like, okay, this is the UK counterpart. That makes sense.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I think actually what we did with with men's fitness whilst we were still there and what a lot of the guys who are still there um, have done is turn it in, into a good mag for, for the average guy who maybe kind of is, is new to the subject. Right. Uh, but they've got some big challenges and basically if they tell the truth, they'll scare a lot of people off. Uh, you know, if they were really honest and they told people that actually getting in shape was going to be quite hard work, it might take quite a long time you have to put in a lot of effort, right. Then, right. Um, their readership would just collapse overnight So they can't <laughs> do that. And that's why they have to make everything seem easier than it's going to be. They have to make everything seem like it's going to be quicker than it really is, t- maybe, you know, realistically might be. Um, and I completely understand the position they're in. Um, and I think they've got to kind of make stuff exciting... Uh, for, for the average guy we're concentrating on a little bit of a different audience we're aiming at people who are already kind of committed to training um they like going to the gym they like training they want to eat well they just want to know how to do it better right so right. i don't know what what, what joe will you reckon is is wrong with with other fitness mags Chip in.
3: well i think the, the key for me guys was um i wrote a book Early last year, because uh, when I was deputy editor of Mens Fitness, I was also responsible for what was the Magbooks division, and, and I wrote a book that, that kind of charted my 12-week uh, challenge from from going an out, out of shape journalist in, into a cover model. So I actually appeared on the on the cover of Mens Fitness magazine. I don't like dropping that in conversations, but um, I don't mind this time. Um, and I think that book it was kind of it was honest. It was warts and all. It wasn't any BS. It was, do you know what? Anyone can do it in, in 12 weeks, but it's going to take an awful lot of commitment. You're going to have to sacrifice a lot of other things going on in your life, and you need to want it more than anything else. And the reaction I got from, from people that bought the book, and luckily quite a few people did, was that they really kind of cottoned on to that, that honesty and that genuine approach that they, they don't want to be told the shortcuts. They want to know what's going to work. And if you can give them that, that honest approach, talk them through what's going to be difficult, maybe some of the obstacles they can, they're going to face and how to overcome them, then they can actually make a significant transformation. Uh, moment for me realizing that perhaps people didn't want to be told what the quick fix was or how they could get abs on the, on the beer and pizza diet. They wanted honest advice <laughs> right. that it worked. Um, And and that's really what we've we've done with Iron Life. It's it's that honest approach. It's going to the the best in the business who've been there, who've done it, who've got the research to back it up and giving advice that people can instantly apply to their training and nutrition to to get the results they really, really want. Well, listen, I'm
2: not saying everything in other fitness mags is rubbish, but for me, the general standard is not good enough. Um, The quality of information is not good enough. Um, There's too much inconsistency. And we wanted to produce something where every single story was strong, where every single expert was at the top of their game. And I don't see that elsewhere, basically.
1: Right. No, I like what you've said. I think, I think both Sincere and I can relate to that conundrum that you brought up where I think a lot of trainers feel that if they don't promise quick results, they're not going to be competitive. So not only do magazines fall <clears throat> into that category, a lot of trainers feel that if they don't say look we're going to get you where you want to be in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. A lot of people think 90 days is a long time or a realistic goal and it really isn't. If you're really out of shape, I mean, you're going to make progress along the way, but you're not going to you're not going to overhaul your whole health in 90 days and look like a fitness model if you've been a fat ass for 30 years. <laughs> That's, That's right. Exactly. And if you
2: look at, if you look at all of the top guys, the coaches that we all look up to and the coaches that we respect, they generally don't go around saying, oh, this is going to be two weeks, you know, right, or you're going to – it's is going to happen overnight. Um, they actually – they do talk honestly about the hard work you're going to have to put in. And those are the people we all look up to. And I think it's the people who are maybe a little bit unsure of their ability who might get
1: tempted into kind of saying, do you know what? It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen by next week. I, th- I think there's a certain – segment of the population that really does want honesty they're tired of getting ripped off they're tired of buying stuff under false pretenses that are promising results that are not going to be delivered so i i I feel that one of the positives with the internet i mean there's a lot of garbage information that's disseminated easily as well but one of the positives is that when something sucks it gets around quickly and people know and when something's good it does as well so I think in some ways there's so much information out there it's hard for people to figure out what works but at the same time at least that information is out there at least there actually is good information coming out there. So how do you how do you guys package information in a way that is appealing to people you're being realistic you're giving honest information but do you is do you, are you just targeting a certain kind of individual or are you trying to get that that wide audience to look at what you're doing by just being clever with how things are delivered?
3: No, your first point is absolutely what we're trying to do. We're, we're not trying to sell fitness to anyone, which is, as John's touched upon, that's very much what the mainstream fitness mags have to do. It has to be appealing to as many people as possible on the newsstand because right. you want people to be captivated by your cover lines. We've taken, and it's a deliberate approach, the complete polar opposite of that. We're not trying to sell fitness to anyone. We're going after people that are already passionate about training, they already know quite a lot, so it's up to us to deliver even higher quality information and going into a level of detail that, that no other fitness mag is, is doing or is prepared to do. And it's, it's that BS-free. I know it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but it's we're not going to trick you into buying the magazine. We only want people that are genuinely passionate about their training and nutrition and want to become the best possible version of themselves. And that's that's been really refreshing for me. One aspect of it is we've got a very clear very defined remit and, and that's a really nice position to be in because you know exactly who you want to target and then it's all about, you know, up to us to try and deliver that information to them.
2: So there's a whole group of people out there who actually like going to the gym, actually enjoy training and it's it's for those people right. and they don't lack the kind of motivation or the heart to actually work hard but they want to know that they're pushing in the right direction and it's very easy to, to train hard but not necessarily to train well and… right. right. So that's our whole reason for existing is to help those people and help them by giving them information from the top guys um, in, in strength training, in body composition, in bodybuilding, and also on the nutrition side as well.
0: Yeah, I was just about to ask you, like, what areas as far as training do you guys pretty much cover with the magazine? Does it, uh, does it cover powerlifting, Olympic lifting, bodybuilding? What type of areas do you guys cover in your magazine?
3: Our main focus is, is body composition, so it's about maximizing muscle gains and also maximizing fat loss for the, the kind of aesthetic look. That's that's really where we're, we're aiming the magazine. That doesn't mean that we won't go to experts in those fields you've mentioned because it's really important to, to canvas opinions so that everyone can get the best information quite often a powerlifter will have some really good insight that is equally ap- applicable to someone who is after body uh, composition benefits. So that's our, our key focus yet that, that doesn't mean we're excluding anyone else who, who has something valuable or interesting or informative to say.
2: Yeah. And I think also, you know, if you do want to add muscle, then you stand a better chance of doing that. If you're strong, you stand a better chance of doing that. If you're mobile um, because you're going to probably reduce your risk of injury. And if you reduce your risk of injury, you could be more consistent with your training um, you know, you, you'll use proper range of motion in your exercises. So there's all sorts of benefits that uh, are associated with looking beyond um, just
1: a, a pure uh, body comp perspective. But that's ultimately, I think, the goal of our audience. Okay. Yeah, and everyone wants to look better for the most part, whether they're – no matter what path they take. I mean I, I emphasize – strength conditioning and so forth but you still want to look good i don't want to be strong and fat for example (laughs) i don't want to if i have to if that's what it takes to get to a 275 kilo deadlift then it's like forget (laughs) it so you you want to find that happy i don't i don't think that's the case fortunately but if it were you know there's a certain threshold you wouldn't want to cross now with your magazine this is this is a digital magazine that people pay for they subscribe to it just like a print magazine
2: yeah, that's right. So you could buy a single issue or you could subscribe uh, for a year. Might, shall I throw in a little cheesy for a very reasonable, I think it's 28, <laughs> uh, 28 uh, You're talking about dollars. Was that a,
1: a bark of approval in the background there? Uh, so <laughs> so yeah. dollars, it that's, 19, like, that's what that's right say why does it cost anything oh, my God. So, <laughs> it was, I must say, was Grover.
0: it was grover that was like "Oh, really <laughs> that's why it's on the internet why is it free no <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, is, is we'll, that is that a challenge though where you're yeah. trying to sell something on the internet where it's not even it's not a print magazine that people are getting in the mail it's a digital have you, have you found I, that that's up there's pushback really, on that
2: it's a really interesting question i mean i think we've we've Time this so that i think we're in a general kind of transition where people are moving away from print towards digital that's mm-hmm. been happening for a while uh, it's happening at different rates in different parts of the world at different demographics and different subjects um but it's useful to us specifically because i think for a start we got a lot of um, charismatic mm-hmm. contributors so people want to watch videos of them um so the fact that we're digital allows us to do that um also if you want to go into detail we can demonstrate uh complicated exercises that you might miss the the subtleties of you might miss the nuances in a movement uh in a picture whereas we can kind of show people uh in videos which is which is really useful uh but also i think if you produce something of quality then people don't mind paying for it and what we bring together each issue is is you know story after story from people who have had decades of experience, the people you kind of really respect and look up to, and um, I think then people think it's a small price to pay for that being in one place uh, and and given to them every month. So actually, people have uh, people have responded pretty well. I think what you couldn't do is produce a really kind of general. Um, I suppose you know, really kind of general entry level fitness mag, and expect people to pay for it because that sort of stuff just everywhere. Whereas you know, the people who are really good don't actually give their stuff away for free, and also we we package it in a way that's just it's really interesting to to go through basically.
1: Right. Yeah. No, reminds reminds me of Milo magazine, Iron Man, Iron Man mag magazine production mm. in the U.S. where it's a quarterly production and it's 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 actually really high quality. It comes out four issues a year and it's 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 fairly expensive for someone who doesn't know about the valuable content that's in it. But they're targeting a very serious demographic of people that are really into getting as strong mm-hmm. as possible and want to know every nugget and it works really well for them. So I think that I think you brought up a good point where if you're if you're trying to sell very generalized information that's not going to work because there's so much of that for free already. It's just prolific. But if it's very specialized and the highest quality, people don't mind spending money for that.
2: Yeah, I mean if I had a story where it was like kind of 10 healthy foods to eat for breakfast and I had kind of like eggs, <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously nobody's going to pay for that. Uh, but if we've got kind of in-depth feature about kind of how to optimize your androgen hormones or – you know um really kind of delving into kind of how and when and which fish oils you should use versus eating um yeah actual fish
1: and stories like that then that's something you can't get elsewhere so no articles on how to shave when you go out on a date or what. Exactly. How to
0: help a chick reach the perfect orgasm. <laughs> so first of all, put down the magazine and spend some time with the chick.
2: <laughs> you know It's quite funny that you joke about that because actually we've made a point of saying to people, we're not going to do that. So you'll never, ever – See any kind of aftershaves, you will never ever see any sex advice basically because we don't have any to give. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) our relationship advice anyway. Um, and you know, we will never ever put that in the magazine because that's not what people want from us. Um, and also if they want crappy relationship advice again, they can get that elsewhere. There's plenty of other places to go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's something to be said about staying in your lane. But I, I, you know, <laughs> you, you, you guys have brought up a good idea. You know, I don't think sincere and I should be giving away the show for free anymore. We should be charging for it. <laughs> <sure, laughs> exactly. we're, we're, we're bringing exactly the best people on here. We've had Charles Poliquin and Ian King and all the highest Clarence Bass, Steve Maxwell. We've had really high level coaches come on. So what are we doing, giving this away for free?
0: Yeah, subscription <laughs> model. Terrible mm. business. <laughs>
1: You hear that, folks? This is the last episode you're gonna hear for free. <laughs> now I
0: know people are like, "Oh crap!"
1: You can blame it on John and you can blame it on John those and Jam Ritz. You know? <laughs> they gave us that epiphany. It's like, shit, man, those guys were selling that thing. Like, we man, could I mean, sell this. <laughs> now, Just one, one thing about on, it, man.
0: Now, one thing about doing something digital, when you are doing something digital, do you ever worry about bootleggers out there, man? You know, it's always going to be the person that goes out, gets your information for free and and just shares it with everyone. Because, again, this is that Internet age age where everybody expects things for free. And so you have all the guys, you know, the little nerd is probably sitting behind his keyboard like, why should we pay for content? You know, everyone should have this. This It's the Internet. Everyone should have access to this for free. You guys ever come across any issues with that as far as people bootlegging your stuff, man?
3: I think for us, because it, it's not a website, it's not an online magazine, it's a digital magazine, so you download it from Apple Newsstand or the Google Play Newsstand, it is, all intent and purposes, a proper magazine. So it's not as though we're really competing with the free stuff on the internet, not only because our, the, the quality of what we're doing is so much higher. And, and like you say, Mike, there's a lot of good stuff out there. There's an awful lot of bad stuff out there, and sometimes it's impossible to, to tell the difference. Right. But what's been interesting for me, the, you know, the feedback I've had is, is – people telling me that they're sitting with their ipad or their own uh, their iphone or or digital magazines are replacing print now so it's a case that people are absolutely loving the fact that they can you know turn their phone on watch maybe mike's video or someone else's video in in the magazine and instantly go into the gym and put that advice while it's fresh straight into practice so that's been that's been a really interesting development and, and hearing from people is it's just that the instantness of, of getting that information they want, and, and how quickly they can put it into practice, and loving the experience of sitting there and watching their, you know, their hero coach tell them what they should be doing, rather than to have to trawl through, you know,
1: dozens of websites to find that tiny bit, tiny bit of advice that's useful or relevant to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my take on the whole thing of people ripping off information, trying to sell it, and so forth is. People, people who go download my video for free on on one of these pirated websites they're, those aren't people that were gonna buy it anyway right you know, it's like people who pirated music those were people who weren't gonna buy it anyways you're not necessarily losing anyone and then two you you're still getting you're, you're still getting exposure you know, so those are people that are seeing your information and they may who knows they may watch a, a pirated video and then the next time around and then that gets them to come to your website and then they buy something else. So that's, that's kind of the way I look at that because people always used to ask me that question. They go, what do you do to stop people in China from selling your video or people pirating it here? I go. It's not really worth. It. First of all, I'm not Beyonce, where, where you
0: know it's millions of videos being sold every month. You know, we're talking, we're talking. And, and,
1: about that,
0: a, and that's a catch twenty two in itself because most of yeah, those exactly. people, they're not hurting for money anyway. They're still gonna get paid regardless. Right, so right. So when if, when you go back to like the music industry where you had like you know Lars from Metallica trying to stop yeah. you know Napster, we're like, dude, you're that's paid, what I'm thinking of. You're yeah. paid. Shut the hell up. Okay, you're not hurting for money, buddy. You're good to go. They're not hurting any. They're not taking food out of your kid's mouth you know let's talk more about the independent artists so yeah what ended up happening dude when i was in the music industry what would end up happening with a lot of like small time artists what they would do is actually leak their leak their albums out ahead of time and, and some of the record labels did the same thing they would leak it out and claim that someone jacked it and and you know pirated it and got it out there whatever to help, actually to help promote that album they, so, they pretty much, it was like an inside job. And they did it on purpose, but it made it look like, oh, there's, you know, the album's already been leaked out. So, we're going to have to push it. We're going to have to push the release date up now. It was very strategical how they did that, man. Right. And so, a lot of times, it wasn't an accident or whatever. They actually wanted to get bootleg because they, they wanted to get people talking about it. They yeah. wanted to get it out there and people start sharing it like, man, I want to go get it because there are going to be some people like, all right, yeah, I downloaded it, but I still, you know, it was so good. I'm actually still going to go buy it. And they were banking on that, but again, they weren't hurting for money, so it, it helps to do that sometimes, man. Just to go ahead and you know, let them, hey, share away, share away. If you, you know if you're smart enough, you can find ways to still make money, you know, and not necessarily depend on that one product. But I think that's where most people get in trouble. They put out that one product and think, right, Boy, man, you're taking money out of my pocket. Like, no, you just you're not creative enough. <laughs> that's all that is, man. You kind of want to
1: look like each product where you're climbing up a a mountain and you cut the rope right so i <laughs> right. mean so you're done with it it's, it's a line of demarcation like people have often asked me they are you are you gonna ever make this video in this format or this ebook and that i go that stuff's all in my rearview mirror i don't think about <laughs> right. that stuff anymore i'm focused on designing nutrition supplements and getting out the best products in that category now what i did eight <laughs> years ago i'm not I, I have no interest to go back and revisit that yeah but i think i think also with the music industry what a lot of bands found is that if you're not going to if if the industry is changing where you're not going to make much money off of record sales anymore, then now it's it's how do you get people to hear that music so they come to your live show? And yeah, I noticed yeah, exactly. that bands bands like Lincoln Park yeah. who are hugely successful they they put out their whole they put out their new record for free on iTunes yeah. a couple of days before it came out. You could you couldn't download it, but you could listen to the whole thing, and then it, it's on their website too. And I notice a lot of bands do that. You can yeah. listen to the whole album on their website. You can't download it or take it off, but you can listen to it there for free. It's very smart. Get people to your live shows. Get people buying merchandise. Get them doing something else.
0: Well, that's just the equivalent of, you know, since there aren't many record stores out there. I mean, it's just the equivalent of going to the record store and you go to the turntable and you put that album on and you listen to it. You listen to every song before you decide to buy it. That's all that is right there. They just took that model and just updated it with technology or whatever. So. You know, why not let someone, you know, if someone goes out there like, oh, man, they're putting, somebody's like distributing your DVD sincere. you know, your, by the way, DVD for free and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, cool. Then, you know, maybe they'll show their ass up in, in Las Vegas and come to the workshop. And if they're doing it for free, most of the time they want to go buy anything anyway. So right you know so it's not really hurting anything man because again just like you that's in the rear view and my focus right now is coffee and cigars <laughs> so, so it's people, all about lifestyle optimization now. people are me. hearing coffee and cigars they're like man what's well, on, on a fitness show <laughs> that, they're like wait a minute show. that's why it's
1: that's not a that's fitness show it itself, right? <laughs> you, you guys have room for a cigar column in your magazine <laughs> coffee that sounds good send them over <laughs> So I'm curious with you guys, do you, do you have a website where you offer any free content as a way to establish value and entice people to want to get a subscription?
2: The website is really just a sort of brand page uh, where it tells people kind of who we are and what we do and, and directs them to the app. You know, a bit like you're saying about, you know, it, it, you're focusing on certain things. Our focus is very much on the app. Uh, we want people to download the app. They can currently get a free issue. So the launch issue you can download for free. Oh, got it. You just search Iron Life in either Apple Newsstand or Google Play. So you can get that first issue for free and try it. We've just launched a second issue um, about a week or so ago. And I think it's even better than the first. Um, and then we also do put some stuff out. We put some extra content out on YouTube. We're constantly putting stuff on Facebook and Twitter um, that I think is is inspiring. It's motivational and informative as well. And, um, so that kind of whole package is is there for people, but really ultimately it's all about the mag. It's all about the app.
1: Right now to getting, getting people excited about a digital magazine. Have you found that that's, I know the trend is that print magazines are dying fast. I mean, that whole industry is changing quickly, but is, is that are enough people aware of this delivery source, this digital product that, it's, that you feel that it can really be successful this early on? Because you guys are kind of at the ground floor right here. Like this whole thing is changing. So you're at the early stage of this whole transitional period.
2: Yeah, well, I would say that we are the first major digital-only uh, okay. fitness magazine. Cool. Um, and I think that's very significant. I think it shows that we're kind of pioneering in this area um, and – it shows our commitment to kind of like the future of what we what we think um, is kind of right, and how how we think people want to consume their media. People want to watch videos these days. Um, there's lots of copy stories in there for them to read as well, but they want to watch videos. Um, so we're kind of responding to what people want, and just responding to how
1: how the world is developing. Now, what are, what are some of the examples of some of the coaches? And what they're writing about in your magazine? Who are who are some of the high level people you've had? You don't have to say me, <laughs> all right? <laughs> 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 we all we already know that I'm involved with this, but just give us an example yeah. of some of the other people that and what they're writing about for the magazine.
3: Uh, well, I guess we can look at the issue issue two, which is is currently out. We've got a, a video exclusive with Rich Gaspari, the first ever winner of the Arnold Classic. Um, and a really interesting and motivational video talking about how he'd be the first to admit that he perhaps wasn't the, the most genetically gifted bodybuilder, body but through determination, hard work, applying himself each and every day, he managed to to win titles and and really kind of reach his potential. That was that was something that really stood out for me. Um, we've also got Brad Schoenfeld talking about the possibility that maybe ex- extending the rep range from the classical kind of 8 to 12 rep range up to as high as 30 reps could be a quite a significant factor in maximizing um, hypertrophy which was another great piece
4: Mm.
3: Uh, and just run through some names we've got len norton in the issue and nick mitchell john meadows talking about the importance of workout creativity and how he's he goes to gyms all across the u.s and he sees people doing the same things week in week out and, and they've lost their creative spark and it's almost kind of like a call to arms for people to get creative with their workouts he talks about how in the 90s He'd work with powerlifters to try and they'd work together to try and find the best ways of, of, of getting stronger and maximizing muscle tissue. So that's another really interesting piece. We've got Eric Helms, obviously you, Mike. Um, ben Pakulski in there with his kind of hardcore pro bodybuilder legs workout, which a couple of people have already tried and told me that they hate Ben after this because it, they, they've not been able to walk for three days. So it's it's a real kind of nice blend of of guys at the top of their game like John said and what I like almost most about the mag is we're we're speaking to a lot of scientists a lot of guys in labs at the moment working on things that you know maybe they're not quite ready to to tell the world about but we're getting a sneak preview of of what they think are going to be the next big developments whether that's in training techniques or nutrition or supplementation and it's we know we want to position ourselves as kind of offering cutting-edge information that people can try and you know instantly put into practice that works.
1: Right. Did did, one uh, did a Rich did Rich Gaspari Gaspari talk about the copious amounts of anabolics he took? <laughs> and that, I'm just messing with you. I had to ask him, man. This is this that kind of show, you know, because people are yeah. thinking that. Exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you broke up there, Mike. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think one thing that's kind of really, I suppose, impressed me and also kind of uh, inspired me is it's actually been the kind of the attitude of all our. Uh, expert contributors like these are guys who um are kind of they get they get so much kind of you know adulation from anyone in the kind of uh, fitness community they're they're the guys that everyone looks up to and yet they all tend to be quite humble and i think they're quite humble because they're just really passionate about what they do and they genuinely care about what they do and they're kind of almost like coaches first Right. Um, and they, and they really care about helping people. They really, it really matters the information out there. Right. And I think just being given the platform to do that and someone not saying, Oh, you know, can we kind of tone that down a bit or can, you know, and, and not being under pressure to water anything down. I think they found really refreshing they don't have to hold back. They just tell it like it is. And I think they've responded well to that too.
1: But, or it could be false modesty that they're giving you. It could be. It could be funny. <laughs> <just kidding>. uh, <laughs> it could, be, but I mean, you know, it could it just, just be good bullshitters, John. Is what could <laughs> be going on. <laughs> I mean, you know. I've been taken in by it. Well, that's
2: that's
3: a
1: lot.
3: That's a lot of bullshit because they all seem to have that approach. So maybe maybe that's it.
1: But I mean, Joe mentioned. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Joe yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because falsely, like you know, mod- being modesty is in vogue right now. So a lot a lot of people don't have that. So now, they, so they have to fake that. Yeah. Hey,
0: you know, I'm transparent with everything I do. I'm transparent. I'm transparent. <laughs> Like I'm <laughs> I see right through you, asshole. Yeah, you are transparent. But yeah. <laughs> well, I just, uh, I just wanted to kind of mention someone that, that
2: you know Joe Joe talked about a few contributors. there, it's Someone called uh, John Meadows, who's um, uh, based in Ohio, and he was talking to us about you know the work he's done with Westside Barbell and right. um, and you know collaborating with powerlifters and trying to find new ways, new approaches to things, and he just you just know he cares so much about the subject you know uh, I'm sure he does pretty well out of training and everything, but you you could tell that he would do it for no
1: money. You know, he would right. do everything. He would co- he coaches people because he cares yeah. so passionately about it. Now Louis Simmons and, is like that too. That's one thing that yeah. always appealed to me about Louis Simmons is one one is extremely honest. I remember the first interview I read with him. He 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 was very honest about all the anabolics he uses and how that that he wouldn't bother work out three times a day, nine times a week. Sure. And then and, and his other guys. He was really honest at a time where no one was honest, and most people still aren't. But at, at that time, really no one was honest. So that was shocking to see. And then when you see Louie in any interview, he's extremely enthusiastic. And when he's helping people with their goals, same thing. And I met him in person one time, and, and like you guys said, very modest, very humble guy. And like, he, he does help a lot of people for free, you know, that's, that's some of the people around him have often said, Hey, look, we need to start making money off this stuff. You're way too generous.
2: Yeah. But actually you get the feeling for those guys that they don't really care. That's not what right. they're
1: in it for. They don't need right. it. And they right. get, right.
2: you know, they, um, they have the life they want already. So what, you know, extra cash kind of whatever, really.
3: And I think another point, you know, you, you mentioned the false modesty and I know you guys were joking, but the one kind of common thread from all of our experts, is that everyone is still learning. Right. No one is saying, right. this is the right way. This has always been the way. This is how I do it. This is what you, you want to do. They're all still learning. They're all st- still trying things out. They want to find new ways. They've got a hunger to discover the latest and best ways to do something. And sure. you know, A thing for us very much is dogma is dead. It's not good enough to say, if your coach says, you do it my way or the highway, this is how it's done this is how you should do it no that's not good enough anymore everyone is is constantly striving to find out new ways of doing things or little tweaks to an exercise or program structure or they, they've just got this this insatiable in, ins- hunger to keep trying to find better ways of doing things and that's that's been really kind of in, motivational for me is that no one's resting on their laurels it's all about finding new ways to, to do things better
2: and also the best coaches will also say sometimes we don't know or i don't yeah. know the answer yeah. or yeah. we we don't necessarily know the best way yet. And that's uh, an
1: important thing to be able to say because so many mm-hmm. people feel that if they say that, it somehow devalues them. Yeah, it's and not it's, a sign
2: of weakness at
3: all. It's
0: yeah. like it's they lose not. credibility all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. Like, why it's wouldn't exactly. you know that, Mike? Is like, oh, Sincere, why don't you know that? I thought you were the expert. <laughs> that's what makes me an expert. I know when to say when. Okay, that's the thing.
2: Exactly. And I think that that ties on to you know what Joe said about dogma is dead. Well, it's certainly dying um and i think that also kind of quite neatly ties into this almost kind of new wave um of approach that i'm seeing that almost combines the kind of art and science of training so it's not one or the other uh one or the other is pointless it has to be a combination of the two and i think that's what the best coaches are doing at the moment
1: now do you guys have advertisers for this magazine or are you as your sole source of income is on subscriptions uh, we do have advertisers. We have
2: fewer advertisers than uh, most of our competitors because we want to uh, make the editorial stand out. Um, so what we decided to do when we created this was we wanted to do things differently to everyone else, um, and we thought that we would uh, control the number of ads a little bit more closely than our competitors.
1: Now, are these are, are these what kind of advertisers are in the magazine? Fitness related ones, or is it just really anyone that wants to advertise in there?
2: Yeah, I mean, well, anyone who wants to come in can get involved. Uh, <laughs> I think you will know, we'll, uh, within reason, obviously within reason, but I think I think you'll find that uh, we will probably have kind of lots of uh, sports apparel, fitness apparel, and sports nutrition. Yeah, just the kind of
1: the, the places I guess uh, where our people spend money. So, I mean, if the company that makes fleshlights.
0: You know, fake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if they want to advertise, you guys are dead. So I'll, I'll, I know the guy who runs that company.
0: I'll and the, real, and the real doll. You know, you're not <laughs> giving you not giving sex <laughs> advice, but you know what? People sex love a good innuendo. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: thank
0: you. box a product. We'll give
1: him a discount. <laughs> now, are you guys looking to do any use this magazine as a platform to build events, information products, videos? Are you looking to expand the brand, or are you just focused? Right now, you're probably just focused on getting this whole thing going
2: yeah absolutely the focus is on the magazine yeah. at the moment we need to make sure that you know people know about it because when they discover it they love it so we need to make sure that they know that we're out there uh, and then you know once we're kind of conquering the world then we can um, we can build some other stuff i'm I, i'm sure we will um be doing new things in the future but just right now the focus is the mag where can people get that
3: all they need to do is on their uh, smartphone or tablet go to uh, apple Newsstand. Uh, so the app store or google play and just type in iron life you download the app for free the first issue is free uh and the second issue as john said is out now and it's as simple as that really and how often often does it come out it's a monthly magazine um so yeah currently working on on issue three and i just wanted to kind of follow on from what john said the reaction has been incredible it's been really really positive and I think John will agree. You know, we we both spent a, a lot of time at, at Men's Fitness magazine, and the reaction we've had to to Iron Life has just been, just, you know, exceeded anything we, we ever heard back there and, and i include my cover issue on
1: there sorry to mention that again but it's, it's, <laughs> sorry it's, but not it's sorry just really <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just said <laughs> sincere, i just texted <laughs> sincere a picture of I the front cover of, of the- cover. <laughs>
2: he's never mentioned it before
1: <laughs> but it, it's just great
3: just great to hear because obviously john and i are you know really proud of the first issue and i think the second issue is is even better and it, it's great that people are already using it and applying it to their training and already seeing results and that's that's a, that's a great thing.
2: I think another thing is the reason why it works is because what we're doing in each story is not uh well we never ever give people kind of cookie cutter meal plans, that sort of stuff, because obviously no two people are the same. So for a start, if you give everyone exactly the same meal plan, then it's not going to work for them. But also um we don't do kind of long generic stuff uh where you can't really get handle on it. What we might do is just give, do an entire feature where we explore a new drop set technique for example or two moves that you can do that might help both the lockout phase or the bottom part of your bench press so because they're quite manageable and compartmentalized you kind of you can watch the video see how it's done go and apply that move or go and apply that uh, that drop set method and notice the benefit because you notice it in how you're training, how you're lifting the weight, and you instantly get the feedback and you get the
1: positive feedback. So that's what people seem to like. And this is this is kind of off topic, but I'm just curious what you guys think of it with with all of this information that's out there right now, right? Right now, there's more health and fitness information than has ever been proliferated in in the history of humankind. Yet people are getting more obese in the developed world, U.S., being the leader of that but just all of my travels last couple of years just going to any developed country obesity was very problematic i mean a good percentage of people were very obese what do you think that is why do you think there's such a disconnect between all the great information and people actually utilizing it well uh, this, uh... <laughs> <laughs> come on john you never thought about that before? i guess it's something it's something
3: i've, I've spoken about before uh, when when i've been asked a similar question and it's I guess it 's quite simple really it 's a huge problem, and especially in the u k you know the NHS is looking at a huge bill for treating obesity, specifically type two diabetes uh, but it, the solution or the problem I guess is very simple it 's bad diet it 's bad nutrition and it 's compared with very low levels of activity, never have more people been at sedentary jobs, and never have more people been snacking all day on on high sugar foods and that 's a recipe for disaster, as right. we all know. It's still, in the UK, the food pyramid is still very much a bone of contention for people that know a little bit about nutrition. It's still recommending, obviously, high carb, um, very low saturated fat, and quite low levels of protein. I think the UK government currently recommend 55 grams of protein a day for an adult male. Right. Um, and I think it's 20 grams of fat, might be 30 grams of saturated fat. Basically, it's, it's a it's a big issue, and we need to look at it from a very big society perspective because people are very poorly educated they don't know what they're supposed to be doing and when convenience food is so cheap and high quality food can be quite expensive that that's obviously people are going to are going to go for that quick and easy option and and it is a concern. It's something that, you know, John and I both notice every day in, in London. There are a lot of people bigger than, than there were when we were kids. And it's something that does need to be addressed because it's people are dying, quite simply, people are dying before they should do. And, yeah. and that's not a good thing. And that's something that we really do need to look at. And it's a huge issue, but it can be tackled if, if sensible decisions are made in, in smart enough time. Is yeah, this I the interview. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think okay, well, I think okay, a pro, okay, I think so. a fundamental problem on this is the fact that a lot of people are unhappy in life. Period. So they're self medicating with garbage food, and then they're kind of stuck in that cycle. So even though they know what to do, the information's out there. You know, they may read your magazine, or they may read other people's information that's useful. I I, th- I think that when you're when you're stuck in this cycle of Moderate depression. I think. I think depression is much more is a much bigger problem than anyone really realizes. Because I think a lot of people just don't admit that they don't feel good most days. And I, so I would say at least at least moderate depression is way bigger than than anyone realizes, and probably even bigger levels of that. So I think I think a, a big part of this whole problem is the fact that people are fundamentally unhappy. And then they're just looking for quick fixes to make themselves feel better right now. So the real challenge is you know, how do you get people from that state of mind to just overhauling their life, taking charge, and just building it, to just taking charge of their happiness on many levels?
3: And, and as you say, Mike, it's, the people are after that, that quick fix. And, yeah. and, and as we all know, yes, you might lose quite a lot of weight in a week on a ridiculously strict calorie intake diet, but it's unsustainable, and we need to find a way to educate people so that they know there is a sustainable way to lose weight, to be healthier, to be happier, to be leaner, to be fitter. And that can be done because we know it can be done. But yeah. it's just yeah. it's just a way of convincing people that they're not going to turn it around in a week or even two weeks. Right. It's something right. you need to make gradual change. You need to stick with it. You need help. You need perseverance. And and you, you need that motivation to do it. And, it, yeah, like you say, it's a, it's a big issue and th- there is a fix. But I don't quite know what it is right now.
2: But I think also, so you know, the way we live in, in big cities these days isn't really set up to make people happy and healthy, really, because oh. a lot of people work very long hours. And if you get a break, it's a five-minute break. And the temptation is to kind of stuff some junk food down your neck and go and have a cigarette outside or something like right, that. Right. And then you get home late, you're, you're, you're really shattered after a long day. And people might kind of reach for some booze to make them feel better. Right, um, right. And just the whole thing kind of spirals. And yeah. it's think It's a it's a difficult situation for people to to get out of, really. Right. I and think the, and the whole um,
0: idea of vacation yeah. is pretty much shunned upon. It's like, OK, you get you, you, you may get like a week or two weeks vacation time but then you end up having to use those for like sick days or something like that and then by the time the year is over you don't have any vacation days you have like two days you know left or as you guys say holiday you know so you don't have that anymore and most people are just like well let me work another two years so i can at least get two more weeks off for vacation what do they do when they get that vacation they just stay home and veg out and just catch up on all the reality shows and purge on net- <laughs> netflix we can watch every series or whatever then it's right back to work and start all over again I well, I hope
2: nothing happen I think what's happening already is we're almost getting like a sort of two-tier health society. Yep. Uh, it's probably happening in the states. It's probably ha- is happening over here in the UK, where you have a group of people who are you know never been healthier, never eaten better, very active, and have got great resources to help them, um, and then other people who are the complete opposite. And uh, there seems to be a little bit of a split, and I hope that doesn't get worse. Yeah, and right.
3: I guess my thought it would just be it is about those small sustainable changes it's about doing something differently one day or or one week and making that that your new habit and then building from that And that gives people especially if you're out of shape you've got low self-esteem it's about giving them the confidence it's empowering them to to make the next change and it's you know it's a bit of a cliche but it's all about goals you can't you can't achieve your ultimate end goal without the little you know goals along the way the little milestones you need to tick off and you know, it, it, and again, re- referencing, you know, what I did when I was still at Men's Fitness, there was absolutely no way I, I could have achieved what I'd have achieved without having targets along the way that then made me confident enough to attack the next target. And I think that those small, sustainable steps are really going to be the key and maybe convincing people that the quick fix
1: doesn't exist, even though that would be lovely. Right. It's, it's not there, right? It's, we, we all know it's never worked and it never will work. Yeah, I mean, what I like about you guys are putting out great information. You know, we put out great information, but I think the ultimate goal beyond just getting fit and strong. What I like about getting fit and strong is that it really t- changes your brain chemistry on what you're capable of achieving now. You go, man, if I can take charge of that, like I got way stronger than I ever thought I could. My physique looks way better. You know, what else? Can I take charge of that I've been ignoring? You know, maybe I can quit that job I hate and go pursue a real passion. Because I mean, Joseph Campbell talks about in The Power of Myth. You know, everyone really needs to have the courage to pursue their bliss. And I remember a guy interviewing him is going, "Well, is it really practical? Don't we need people to do jobs that no one wants to do? Otherwise, society would crumble." And his his attitude is, "We would come up with better solutions for that." You know, if if, if everyone had to, if everyone Pursue something that they're really passionate about because that's the ultimate way to really be happy. If you don't, if you don't like your passion or your career, whatever you choose for a living, there's no way you're going to be happy. I don't care what else you're doing; it's not possible. And I've been there. But it, it's, so, what I like about taking charge of health, strength, fitness, etc., is that, at least in, in my case, and in, in many people I've seen, is that it starts getting your brain. More open to you know what else can I change now? What else can I take charge of? And I think that is critical. That really is the ultimate goal of taking charge of your strength, fitness, and health. Is that now you can use it to as a catapult to take charge of your entire life.
2: Well, that's right. And every time you have a training session, it's it's almost like a mini episode of that
1: because you go through something difficult.
2: You go through something that might feel a bit unpleasant. There might be a bit of a struggle, uh, but you keep going, and at the end, you get the reward. You get the reward from how good you feel at the end of it. And then you also get the physical reward. So you're constantly teaching yourself these mini kind of reminders that it does work. And if you do it consistently, then it can build up to something really quite special.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean no, nothing gave me more confidence than physical training because I didn't have any confidence as a young man. I, I wasn't confident as a teenager. I wasn't confident even really in my early 20s. But I, the, the, the more I took charge of health and fitness, the more confident I, I became. And then I had more courage to get into areas where I would have avoided to – I didn't I didn't mind trying new things out, which I, I wasn't good at. Because I remembered what it was like when I first started working out, and I was terrible at that. I wasn't strong at all the first time I worked out. It took years of commitment to really get to a good level. So, so, you, so you've been through that process before, so you're you don't have the same fear of going through it again.
3: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. If, you, if you're fit and healthy, and you know that's that's an incredible foundation. From which to build the pillars of the rest of your life you you you're exactly right I couldn't agree more If if everything's good on that front that gives you the confidence it gives you the self-esteem and and you kind of think what's next what what do I want to change what else can I change and totally take control of your situation
1: yeah right. I mean that's what we're trying to do with this show because both sincere and I are fitness professionals of course but we, we can't just talk about that all the time <laughs> there, there has to be that's important stuff we both love working out helping people with their training goals and so forth but I always say the real reward is what you take from this and put into other components of your life. Maybe you're more courageous now in your personal life. Maybe you maybe you get into nonprofit areas, you know whatever it is, you know whatever it is that gives you that ultimate level of happiness because I, I think so many people feel that it's just not going to happen for them. They're just not, they're just not going to be that happy in life. They're never really going to do anything that's, that really lights that spark. and I think that's a real tragedy. It is what it is. Yeah, um, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. They, they have that attitude. They go, "It is what it is." But we've all been in that place where we're doing stuff we don't want to do, and then we came out of that. But imagine—I mean, think back on a time where you were doing something you didn't want to do, and imagine if you were—you were still doing that now. I remember one time I saw a a cleaning lady at Heathrow Airport. This is when I was this is way before I started traveling out to the UK to teach workshops. this is maybe when I was 19 or something like that, visiting my parents in in Africa. And two years later, I went back out. They were still out there, and the same person was still working in that airport. I go, man, I go, if I came back in 12 years, they're probably still going to be there. Now, if this person looked happy, you know, who cares? But this person didn't look happy, and I don't think most people are, are that happy you know, doing that line of work, not denigrating it or anything. But it's just not a line of work that anyone aspires to when they're a kid. And so many people get stuck in that. And I, I think that's the real tragedy. And that, that's what I really try to get across to people is that when you take charge of your health and fitness, it's, it's really going to carry over, or at least it should, to taking charge of other areas. Well, cool, man. Murphy, man. <laughs> now, now, now that I've gotten my Joseph Campbell energy out. <laughs> <to> <laughs> yeah. ABC after
0: school special moral here.
1: <laughs> These guys are like shit, man. We just came on the show the picture magazine. Now we're talking about <laughs> all this metaphysical magazine. shit. <laughs> yeah, now they're both leaving, but man, that is what it, who else do we know? That explains why everyone we know is miserable. Okay, got it.
4: <laughs>
1: see that guy? You never expected to come on the show and learn that one. There you go. Okay. <laughs> So again, where's the website where people can go find out more? And then also you said there's an app, so people with their smartphones can just can they just go on iTunes? And people with Androids, what can they do? Where can they go to get this app?
3: Yeah, that, that's exactly it, Mike. If you you just go to the app store. So if you're on Android okay. devices, you just go to Google Play. If you've got uh, an Apple device, it's Apple Newsstand. Just type in Iron Life and you download the app. It's really that simple. And as I said earlier, the first issue is free. Download that, take a look at it, look at some of the videos, some of the content we've got. And um, and then if you like it, issue two is ready for you, waiting to go. Perfect. Awesome,
1: man. Well, thanks a lot for coming on, guys. I look forward to checking out the magazine. I'm sure our listeners will want to check it out. And we know you guys put out great work, so we're really looking forward to seeing it. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, no guys. Great to speak to you. Thank thanks you. again. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Now, John still may be there. <laughs> Remember last time we had we had John on the show? So like, we're talking for like ten minutes after the show's over, and then we hear John laughing in the background <laughs> right now. Yeah, like right now. I, I was just earwigging on your conversation. S- Since yeah. like, man, that laugh had an accent. You know? <laughs> That's cool. That was really right, good, guys. Man. Thank you very much. No, Thank thanks you. a lot, man. Thanks for coming on. And, and folks, wrapping up here, make sure you use that.
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah. Keep going. Oh, am I still on? Yeah, okay. keep going.
1: <laughs> so I saw, I saw a call ended, and I, I just assumed it was me because I'm so used to getting dropped. Okay, so the, that, that's the sound I make, folks, when I get dropped. Oh, <laughs> <fuck>. oh. <laughs> God, God damn it! Sometimes you would get dropped. No, sometimes I would get dropped, and I can still. No, actually, you would, one of us would get dropped, no. and I can still hear you, and you're like, damn you're it, like, it, what the fuck, motherfucker! Like, mother... <laughs> like
0: oh, what a bitch. pull. You're pulling a Jack Bauer. Damn it! I know everything. (laughs) You know, I'm cursing, but it's all whisper. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I must say that by 24, I always have to turn the volume up on every episode. Like, damn it, Jack, speak up!
1: You know, Yeah, you ever notice on 24? When you ever notice on
0: 24
1: when people are talking, you have to turn the volume up. All over the a, damn time. And then when the bullets start flying, you're like, Jesus Christ, man! Windows <laughs> are about to break in Where the house. The commercials to come the on. Like, down like, what the hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All right, folks. So use that coupon code LLA to support us. You, know, you go to mikemoller.com get 10 off any of my new nutrition products, more and more testimonials are being added. There's 60 testimonials on and these are all real testimonials from real people on the information page on my website. I challenge you to go there, read those testimonials and not buy the product. If you don't buy the product, it means that your T levels are so low that you don't even think there's hope for you. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> if that doesn't inspire you to want to get out of this product, I don't know what will. But support the show, use that coupon code L L A. Get ten percent off. Also on my videos, my ebooks, my t shirts, the whole shebang. And also with you, they get a hookup too, yeah, right? Same
0: thing, man. Coupon code LLA, go to newwarriortraining.com, 10% off of my bodyweight training DVD, the wellness code digital copy of that, my weight management 101 12 week course, and also on the Triador's coffee stands out there. Look, man, these are handcrafted. These guys put in some great carpentry work in this thing. This is stuff, it's something to be said when you build something by hand, man. It's hey, just something right. about this, something very therapeutic about that. And, yeah. and as a customer, it just makes you really appreciate when someone puts in that much skill and hard work and love because you can tell these things were built with love, man. They're very, one thing about the Ticos, which is what they call the citizens over in Costa Rica. They, I mean, they have a lot of pride into all their tradition over there and they're, it's one of the happiest places on earth. I mean, and you can see that, just in the way things are created over there, including this. This is a very big part of their culture, and I wanted to bring some of that over here to America because let's just, let's just admit it, a lot of the things over here, especially when it comes to coffee, this is something most people do each and every day. Start their right. day that way and they end their day that way. But it's so, sometimes it's so mindless how they do it, and, it just, right. and so therefore it's not really appreciated. And that's the reason why so many commercialized coffee shops are patronized because if you really got down to it and really love coffee as much as you say – you probably wouldn't go to these places ever again because you realize that they're not putting any love whatsoever into that. It's all about making a buck for them and they've lost. They may have started off that way by really doing it for the love, but 30, right. 40 years later, that love's not there. It's all about making money and becoming and just taking care of the shareholders. You know, but there's more, there are people on a smaller scale that like this is their life. I mean, not only are right. they about building like such things as these chorilladors by hand, but it's also about supporting their, their family and their, their local farmer and the one that's actually going out there and building, they're, they're growing the crop and they're growing these coffee beans Right there. And it's been a family tradition for years. I and, mean, you know, I feel the same way a lot about cigars as well. You know, they're, they're under attack right now by the FDA and I'm right. really trying to do my part to help, you know, get the word out there to tell the FDA to leave the cigars alone. These are all these lifestyle choices. But at the same time, they're not these things that are being peddled like cigars, are not being peddled to children. So FDA, right. I don't see why you're going after, you know, cigars and trying to make it so hard for these small families you know, these are not like big tobacco and all that. These small families who are, who've been for centuries, this has been a part of their lifestyle. And you, you, we're in a country where government keeps talking about taking care of the middle class and taking care of the entrepreneurs and trying to create opportunities for them. But it seems like every little law that's being passed is actually attacking the middle class, and attacking the entrepreneur out there while big business gets all the perks. And that's what's happening. So whenever I can find a way, man, to help another fellow entrepreneur, I'm all about it. So when I was in Costa Rica, saw these guys out there, I saw this product, and I realized they were not There was no production of these in America, in the U.S. And I know people here love their coffee. People live and die by coffee. You know, they'll do anything to coffee, even put put butter in it, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, they'll do all these different things just to make sure they find another way to include coffee in their life. So my thing is, that's the reason why I wanted to come up with this and, and have these guys build these these coffee drip stands. For my listeners out there, for our listeners out there, and for our followers. And so, because they love coffee just as much as we do. Hell, I I even got Mike loving coffee again. You know, just kind of, you know, he's like, well, you keep bringing it up, so maybe I I need to revisit coffee. I was
1: thinking about that the other day, and I was like, I wonder how much of sincere talking about it every episode (laughs) went into my subconscious about it. It was like too many different signs at a time. So you're talking about it. Then I read that article in Life Extension Magazine. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Let me get back. I get it. All right.
0: I'll drink some coffee. Just leave me the hell alone. (laughs) So, yeah, people. so, yeah, man. And, you know, like like the guys just said a minute ago, it's just something about the, like what well, they're saying about the coaches that uh, write for the magazine. You know, you can't really just BS when somebody's really passionate about something. And, you know, Mike's brought this up numerous times while he and I talk to look, dude, you know, like I, I got to be honest with you. I got to agree with your wife. You really don't talk about training as much as you do like coffee and cigars now. Well, the thing is, I put in my time with the training and I haven't stopped. But the thing is, I train. And so therefore it opens like, I said, like you were talking about. It really helps open your mind. To other possibilities, especially when you're a business owner, when you're an entrepreneur, like, you know what, you know, if I can sit and do this, you know, in the gym, you know, what makes me feel like I can't do this with my business? Why not take that chance? You know, just like if I sit there, look at that bar and it's loaded up with five fifty and, you know, I'm sitting there thinking like, man, I'm pretty sure that's heavy as hell. But let me attempt it and just see and then just see the process. Like, okay, what if I didn't get it, I didn't get the lift. What did I do wrong? What could I have done better? You know, for next time, because now it's a challenge. It's like, oh, oh, I'm going to get five fifty. You know, and I'm gonna do it for, for reps. I'm gonna do it for three reps. That's gonna be my goal. know yeah, for some people it may not be much, but to someone else it's like, oh, that's maybe very lofty, really out there for them. So you know, it might scare the crap. I'm like, man, I mean, I get that. That's what make you want it more. My thing is, yeah, there are lots of avenues when it comes to coffee. But my thing is, you know, I want to start here, and I also want to make coffee available to, you know, the coffee snobs. They got their thing. I want to make this very accessible to those who are just really getting into it or like i was saying they wake up every day and they just drink it and they go to bed and they drink it before they go to bed or something like that i want you to get more out of your coffee like that and i'm right down the level with you guys i'm not the coffee snob hell you know i just really got into this a few years ago so i want to make it accessible for those people out there who are just they want to learn a little bit more about what they're putting in their mouths man and just like okay i'm just gonna get some coffee you know i want to do more than that
1: no i mean whenever whenever you meet people that have a commitment to excellence whether it's people like john Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe, Joe with yeah. the magazine or whether it's it's someone who makes a great movie or someone who makes a great product or a good workout video book, whatever it is, that's always inspiring. I remember I met a guy in Santa Monica one time at an apartment I was thinking about renting, and this guy just showed me all of the – all of the things he did to make each unit look great. Everything mm-hmm. from setting up the kitchenette to the whole nine yards. And you could tell, I mean, this is none. Of, this is stuff that I could care less about, right? Like, right. I, I mean, if, if this were an article, I would never stop and read it. But this guy was so passionate about it. He, he took so much pride in it. You couldn't help but be like, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, really yeah. paying attention to what he's doing and all that. It's something it's about so much, the
0: story, man. It's something about telling yeah, the exactly. story. You know, actually, I heard the story, I think, from um, Yannick Silver or whatever. He was talking about – when he was traveling, I think he went to Italy or something like that. And this guy, they went to this furniture store or to this designer or something. And this guy was really talking about, this Italian leather couch, or something like that, you know. And basically, the guy went on and on about the leather and the produ- the production of the of the, the the couch and how this went to that, and just went to all these intricate details about it. Right. So now, on the surface, you're like, okay, man, it's just a damn couch, you know. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like, okay, it's expensive, it's a, it's a, you know, it's okay, it's an Italian leather couch. But when he put, when this guy told the story of the production of that couch, then he's like, you know what? At the end of the day, once he finished that story, I had to buy the damn couch. I just had to do it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: he
0: said because it was the story, and they're like that's one thing. You, if if anything you can take from this show, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you know nothing sells more than a good story. People buy stories; they don't buy products. They and want something relatable. Excitement.
1: Yeah, you're right. Good stories, genuine excitement. Like I always say, whenever I talk to people, I always I used to talk. I used to say if I talk about kettlebell training at a <laughs> At someone's house party, no one really cares. But if I talk about hormone optimization, right. all of a sudden I draw a crowd. And I always thought in, my, in the back of my mind is because people care so much about that topic. But I think it was more because of the way I was delivering it was exactly. at least half of it. Exactly. Not that I'm not passionate about kettlebell training. It's just that, that to the, <laughs> when you're talking to the average person about it, they're, they're not really going to get it. So it's kind of boring to describe it. It's like, well, you know, it's kind of like a bowling ball with the handle on it and then you do this with it. You know, Because when yeah, you're talking exactly. to people who know about it, that's cool. But hormone optimization is something, whether you train or not, you want to feel good, and that's really what it's all right. about, It's making sure you feel good. So everyone wants to feel good. So when you bring up that topic, and it's it's something that they've never thought about before, why they feel like crap. I met a guy the other day at the, at the dog park who's in his 50s, and this guy always looks like he's... Not depressed, but he just doesn't look like he's excited about anything. He's just on autopilot, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then I I don't know – I don't even remember how it came up in topic because I didn't bring anything up about hormone optimization. He talked about how he went to his doctor and found out that a lot of his testosterone is converting into estrogen and he gained 100 pounds and he's lost 50 of it. And I was like, well, that's why you feel like crap. Right. I was like, I was like, this is a fairly common problem. He's like, really? You know, he, he really yeah. thought that he w- it was an isolated problem and he was unique for having this. And I think I think as a result, he was kind of insecure about even talking about it. And I was like, this is a pretty common problem, man. I go, I can. It, it's so bad that I can look at people walking down the street and tell you whether they have estrogen dominance or not because right. it's, it's it's at such a high threshold now. And uh, but when but when people once I started talking about you know things you can do and send him in the right direction, He all of a sudden he perked up because there's hope now. And he's also, he wants to feel good like everybody else. Right. So when, when people are excited about whatever they're talking about, that's going to get other people excited, whether it's, whether it's buying a couch or a coffee maker or whatever it is, right?
0: There's something to be said about, oh man, I thought it was just me, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, you yeah. know that type of thought process, man. Right. And like, oh, right. it's not just me. No, it's not. That's why a lot of these commercials you see in these late night infomercials, are like, hey, it's not. About, we all have that problem. Oh, really? And it gets everybody's <laughs> attention all of a sudden, yeah. you know, like, yeah. oh, it's not just me. No, it's not. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> well, that's what comedians make whole routines on, right? Yeah, they're, they're bringing
1: up <laughs> things that a lot of us can relate to, and exactly. then they're making fun of it, and then people not. Audience are laughing because they understand that if it, if they were bringing up a bunch of stories that no one can relate to, right? If a comedian talks about, oh man, one time I was in my limo, you know, the average person is not in a limo, so they're not going to laugh at that. But if they talk about oh, maybe man, one time movie. they took public transportation <laughs> or a taxi or some, or a, a plane or whatever, some story on that, you know, th- something that they, the masses can relate to then it's going to be
0: funny. Trust me, it's not an isolated event when you hear a black comedian talk about, yeah, I'm in New York trying to get a cab. Yeah, I had to have my <laughs> white friend hail it down yeah. for me. Yeah,
1: Trust yeah, me, yeah. every
0: black man in that audience that's been in New York is going to clap and laugh because they've all been there. I've you know, been it's, there. It's, it's hard. It's hard to get a cab. You know what I do to get a cab
1: in New York City? I go to any hotel yeah. and just get the bellman or bellwoman, yeah, exactly. whoever's Concierge, working. There. I, I'm like, look, can you wave a, a cab down <laughs> for me? Because those guys either know the cab drivers or they have their little system, and then right. I just tip that guy. Because otherwise, I, I have the same problem too, man. I'm all trying to wave them down like some New Yorker. Nobody's stopping. Yeah, I, you, I cheat. <laughs> yeah. I
0: always put like you know, I'll put my wife out in
1: front. Of like, hey, get the cab. <laughs> on, they'll you stop for a little You Heidi Toy, Heidi our friend, used to live in New York City, right? <laughs> so one right. time she, w- I was trying to get a cab. She's like, no. Nah, nah, that's not going to work she just got out in the middle of the street and just <laughs> yeah waited. the guy has to stop now that's a new like,
0: yorker right there that's what new yorkers do they'll just step out i'm like well, oh you can't do that in texas like you'll get hit <laughs> <laughs> so we'll run you down like no <laughs> they don't care about that in texas you can't yeah. do that <laughs> yeah take chances you know
1: that that's a pretty ballsy thing for her to do man because a lot of people are sitting there texting while they're driving
4: exactly.
1: and run you over they're not even gonna see you i almost got hit by a cab the other day at the hard rock man i'm put my car in ballet and I'm all crossing. This cab is pulling up. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he'll see me. And then he came about an inch from hitting me and I slammed his hood right <laughs> because I was because I was about to jump on the car because I thought he was about to hit me. That was going to be my way of not <laughs> getting hit. And then, and then I looked. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, motherfucker? And then he, he looked up as if he, like I'm in the wrong, and then and then he, I, I think he saw the rage in my face, and then he realized even if I even if even if I'm in the wrong, he doesn't want to get out and challenge that. But he realized he's in the wrong. He's like, oh, sorry, sorry. But it was it was so funny because the look in his face at, at first was.
0: Hey, what, what the, the hell's wrong? He, wrong he, you? Don't you see me texting while I'm
1: driving? What the hell? Like, what the hell are you doing? And then he saw like the rage in my face and immediately changed like, his. Dude, like, like, I'm bloody.
0: good.
4: <laughs> my bad.
1: You were out here. You saw that. Remember? remember oh remember when man, I when the guy up- cut you off when we were leaving the yeah. Rio. He <laughs> off from several lanes in the in the left turning lane, man. And then he didn't even have put his signal on. I, I could just tell by his body language that he was going to try to cut us off. And then and then he just held up traffic to cut off two lanes.
0: Like how are you just at the red light <laughs> just going to cut across three lanes in front of three <laughs> different lanes of cars and just take the lead? Like, yeah, I'm, what I'm doing is right. And all of a sudden, you just see this big Hummer. <laughs> he's, he's like, you blah, blah, I mean, He's looking at Mike like, oh, hell. I'm thinking like, OK, this is going to get fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they're, they're the worst out here, man.
0: They're the worst. No, they're bust- the worst everywhere. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't I, it must be something. In like a fraternity of cab drivers, that means I don't care where country you come from, you must suck as a driver. I don't care who you are. It's like that's the only way they're going to give you a permit to be a taxi driver is like you have to suck. Absolutely suck. Like if you take a driver's test, if you get one point in the test, you failed as a taxi driver. (laughs) That's what it has to be like. I don't know. It's just universal. I don't care what country, what nationality, every cab driver in what gender. You know, I'll give it out there. I've seen female cab drivers. They suck, too. I'm like, what the hell, (laughs) man? Is that like a job requirement? Do not drive well. That's the only way you can get this permit to be a cab driver. Like, what You, you haven't about? experienced a bad taxi ride until you've gone to India, right? <laughs> Or Mexico. <laughs> that, it's an that takes in the of Mexico. Your life in your heads, literally, man. I oh. mean, you're like, okay, but am I going to survive this ride? <laughs> oh, Mexico. was like, first of all, they don't, oh, Paris, too. It was another thing there. They don't understand lanes in these countries. I'm like, you know, standing in your lane, they don't know what that means. It's like they just make it up as they go, and you're kind of looking and you're just cutting people. So they're doing what that guy did to you. You know, if, when we're leaving the Rio, but everyone's doing that. So just imagine. So at the same time, it's like, OK, I'm I'm not used to this. And or even in public transportation, when I was um, in Monterrey, Mexico, this guy, the bus driver, we we're on the bus. This guy is heading toward a railroad track. Now, in in the states, it is required by law, at least in Texas. If you're driving a bus, when you get to a railroad track, you must stop. I don't care if if it's a train coming or not. It's a law that you have to stop regardless. Okay, here in Mexico, the train was going through and this guy's sitting there have to wait. He's waiting for the train to finish going by. He's getting impatient and he starts blowing his horn at the train. He's blowing the train at the, at the train stop <laughs> to get it to hurry up and he's cursing yeah. it out. So he starts edging up like he's trying to like like he's gonna play chicken with the train. Now, the train is halfway through now. It's already halfway finished. He's up here like blowing his horn and moving up closer and closer. So you just hear, all you hear is a collective, Dios mio, Dios mio, all on the, on the bus. And I'm sitting like, is this dude serious? Are you really trying to challenge this freaking train right now? So I, it made me appreciate road rage in America much better than in anywhere else. I'm like, you know what? We're softies compared to the rest of the world out there. (laughs) We think we're all hardcore. We think traffic sucks here. We think people's driving is really bad here. Like, nah, you got to leave this country once, man. (laughs) No, it's true. I mean, driving in
1: America, everyone who's from anywhere else, whether it's Europe or, or anywhere else, Always talks about how easy it is to drive in America, and it's yeah. absolutely correct. Man. it's yeah, exactly. the easiest country in the <laughs> world to drive into. Even even major cities such as New York City and all that, exactly. which is d- way more difficult than driving around Las Vegas, of course. But b- compared to a lot of other countries, forget yeah, no it. No idea.
0: That's why I would tell people, hey, you really want to under- you really want to see the world, and understand the world. You got to get out of where you are. If you're in America, yeah. you got to get out of here. So therefore, your perspective is going to change. All the crap you complain about here at home, once you leave, you're like, you know what? what the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> you know, it's not as bad as I thought. It's not as bad as I thought. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, those are like, like I said, those are third world problems, first world yeah. problems, whatever, <laughs> you know, how you, you want to look at it, man. So, right. so yeah, man, well, So there's our I, tirade right there. So yeah, yeah go to Mike's it. site, go to my site, use that <laughs> coupon code LLA, get your, your hormones optimized, get your fitness in order, start drinking better coffee and support the show. Yeah, and check get over to Iron Life, support our
1: guests today, exactly. check out their magazine, get that free issue. You know, yeah. nothing to lose. Getting that free issue. If you like it, great. Subscribe. subscribe. If you don't, then move on. You know? <laughs> if right. you don't, then come back to our sites and order more products. You know? <laughs> exactly. Also, uh, just a movie tip of the week, folks. I, it's, it's rare that I recommend movies because there's very little that's worth recommending. But I saw a movie just the other night called Snowpiercer with Chris Evans, who plays Captain, no, America. Captain America, yeah. Badass movie, man. It's 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 a limited release, so it's not gonna be in every major Theater, but it should be in at least some theater in your town. Incredible movie. Well, well, if you if you see if you see it at some point, sincere, we'll have to talk about it because it, it brings up so many interesting social issues mm. and just just the human condition as well. What people will do in really difficult situations. Incredibly filmed as well the cinematography is is awesome so that's definitely a movie i recommend it's it's a heavy movie though so don't think that this is something you're going to go take the kids to and for a little fun afternoon (laughs) you know this is this is a heavy dark material here but it's very well done so check out snowpiercer
0: nice perfect all right folks so tune in here next time around and uh we'll see you on the next show take care